Welcome to the Refresh Her podcast. My name is Denise Cunningham, and on this podcast targeted for women, I long to encourage you in your heart, your home, and your life. Let's open the scriptures and be refreshed by the truth from God's Word. In the onset of this broadcast, you always hear that we're going to share from the practical things of our lives. Today, we're going to be talking about housework. Hmm, you can't get much more practical than that, right? Because it touches every one of our lives every single day. There is always housework to do. It's a constant daily reality, isn't it? But you know that the Bible has much to say about how we do our work. And when we think about the beds, the laundry, the floors, the windows, the dishes, we know that we could stay busy every single minute. And maybe you feel overwhelmed because of that. But I think it's important for us to remind ourselves what God says about work. It's not a bad thing. Sin entered in after God ordained work. At the beginning, when God created the Garden of Eden, he put Adam in the garden and he gave him the responsibility to care for it. This was before sin entered the world. This work is not a punishment. It says in uh, chapter 2 of Genesis, verse 8, And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. So it was his responsibility to go into the garden. I picture Adam having to go in and pick the vegetables that were growing, pick the fruits, take in the bounty. He was taking care of it. But after sin, it became more difficult because of weeds and the thorns that now grew. It became a a more burdensome job. But God still wants you and me to have a right attitude about our work. Listen to these verses. In 2 Thessalonians 3.10, it says, For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. God says if you want to eat, you need to work. You need to be one of the people out there gathering in either the harvest from the the bounty, or you're going to go out and earn a living so you can purchase food. You need to be working so that you can eat. Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. Don't just half-heartedly do your work. God says when you are washing dishes, when you are vacuuming floors, when you are doing laundry, do it with all your might. Proverbs 19.24 A slothful man hides his hand in his bosom, and some translations say that he hides his hand in his dish, and he will not so much as bring it to his mouth again. I think that's the epitome of laziness, right? To have your spoon down in your dish, and you're so lazy you won't even lift it to your mouth to eat. God doesn't want us to be lazy. He wants us to be hard workers. Proverbs 12, 11 Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. 
So are we following worthless pursuits? Are we wasting time? Are we scrolling through Facebook and Instagram when we should be making the bed? Are we doing worthless things, maybe watching television, reading just casual books, when we should be getting up and cooking a meal? That's, God says we lack sense if we're like that. Now, we need to have a balance, okay? We could keep ourselves busy all the time doing work, but we also need to have a right attitude about how we do our work in that we don't go to the extreme that we want it to be so perfect. We can be too much to that side as well. We can um, desire perfection so much so that we would maybe even drive ourselves to distraction, trying to keep it perfect, or even disturb the attitude of hospitality to the people that would enter our doors because we make them so uncomfortable because we want our house to be perfect, and they can feel that. Maybe they tracked in something on the floor, or they've set things down where you don't want them. So we need to have a good balance here. Work hard, but not so that we can try to maintain a perfect home, because obviously that's not possible. Years ago, now we've lived in our home for more than five years, and I remember when we first bought our home, it was brand new. And when we first got there, one of the men that was helping us move in said, your hardwood floors here are going to scratch very easily. So even pulling a cardboard box across the floor could scratch them. So you need to be really careful. Man, I heard that and I went into overdrive. I just thought, oh my goodness, I have to be so careful. And so I, I put pads underneath the chairs and underneath each piece of furniture so it wouldn't scratch it. And over the years, though, I have looked and noticed that there are scratches on the floor. Um, I, I remember one time opening my pantry and I had stacked a couple of cans of green beans on the shelf and one of the cans was a little wobbly and fell over and fell to the floor in the pantry and it made a little mark across the floor. And I thought, oh, what would that man say if he could see what I just did to my floor? Or I look across the floor and I can see where people's heel marks have made little scratches and nicks and bumps. But you know what? I came to realize that those scratches are just reminders that people have been there. And you know, people live in our home. People visit in our home. We've had the blessing of ministering to people here. People have spilled things in our home. We have spilled things in our home because this is where we do life. And it's not about trying to keep things perfect, but we want to be able to use our home so that people are ministered to. So every time we see any kind of imperfection, we need to remind ourselves that, oh my, this is because there are people. And that's what having a home is all about. And you know what? We need to remind ourselves this, this home has been loaned to us by God, and he wants us to use it for his glory. I love having a house full of people, sharing fellowship together, laughing together, sharing times in God's word, sitting at the kitchen table, enjoying a meal together or playing a game, eating popcorn and maybe watching Andy Griffith, just sweet, sweet times. But you know what all those things do? They create work, right? No, they remind us that we are there to be able to minister to people. 
Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7 says, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and you will teach them diligently unto thy children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house. This could be during mealtime. Thinking about cooking and eating together. Now there's dirty dishes. There are dirty pots and pans. The verse goes on to say, and when you walk by the way, this is inviting people to come inside. You're walking with them down the hall, into your living room to sit with you. Oh, you see footprints on the floor, on your carpeting? And when you lie down, oh my, now sheets are being dirty. The beds are going to have to be made. But this is what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be opening up our doors and inviting people in and even enjoying the work that is caused because of the people that have been there. I'm reminded in Acts chapter 2, verse 46, about what the early church was doing. What were they doing as the body of Christ? They continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. They weren't worried about dropping crumbs in the floor and um, what mess was being made. No, they had a single heart. Their heart was joyful, full of the sweetness of fellowship because of Christ. And you and I have to realize that everything we have belongs to the Lord. And we are his stewards of what we have. We are so blessed to be able to care for it and then to be able to share it with others. You know what? It's not we have to clean it now. No, we get to clean it. We don't want to make our home a gallery or a museum because this earth is not our home. Heaven is our home. So now we get to enjoy sweet fellowship and encouragement And we get to enjoy the blessing that comes when we have our home prepared so that we can share it with others. So having a right perspective about our work is so important because when everybody is done eating and we're now left with the mess to clean up, what is our attitude going to be? How about this Thanksgiving after everyone is left and maybe you're the hostess and everybody leaves and now you have this mess to clean up in your home. What's your attitude going to be when you are left with the work to be done? Oh, I pray that your heart will be like this prayer that I heard I want to share with you. Lord, thank you for this oven that really must be cleaned today. It has baked so many wonderful things for us. Thank you for this finger smudge refrigerator that needs defrosting, or we could say freezer because the refrigerators don't need defrosting today, do they? It has served us faithfully for a long time, and inside are enough cool drinks and leftovers to last us for another meal. My thanks for this bathroom, complete with soggy towels, splattered mirrors, and grimy lavatory. It's still very convenient. I'd like to thank you for these unmade beds. They sure were comfortable last night. I might add also that we could thank the Lord for the people that slept in those beds. Thank you for this pile of dirty laundry. We do have nice clothes to wear. Thank you for the dirty floor. 
the children are healthy and able to run and play. Lord, the presence of all these chores awaiting me says that you have richly blessed this family, and I do them all cheerfully and gratefully. Amen. I want to encourage you today to ask the Lord to help you to refresh your attitude towards your housework so that your attitude is a biblical one. And it can be turned into a blessing when our perspective is a heart that is full of gratitude to the Lord for all that he has given us. Thank him for what he's given and for the people that he's allowed you to share those things with. Keep a heart full of gratitude, not just for the blessings that God has done in your life, but also that you have the strength and the ability to be able to work for him. Do it as a labor unto the Lord. Be sure to check out the show notes for links that are relatable to the episode that you just heard. Why not share this episode with someone else that you know who needs to be refreshed?